0: It's Friday! Yay! I am so glad it's Friday. I hope you're glad it's Friday. Good afternoon to you. Started the day early. In fact, I started the day uh, with Guy, Lloyd, and Jamie this morning from Huntington Place as we were a part of the big, as we always have been forever, uh, the big uh, fellows Old Newsboys uh, lunch, breakfast rather. And uh, it was a great event, very crowded, lots of good people there. Morning show was there. We were there. I was there as MC. It was uh, great to laud. Is that the word? Is that a word, uh, Rieger? We were lauding? I think it's a word. Uh, yeah, it sounds Arn, like a word. Arn and Nancy Tellum as Good Fellows of the Year. They. I have never seen a couple, anybody, come into Michigan, in this case from the West Coast, and become a Michigander faster or embrace michigan and their new home as much as nancy and arn Tellem have they have done so much and so many good things it's just it's astonishing really and we're so lucky to have them here yep the day job the pistons but there's all these other things that both of them bring to the table and uh, and i want to just congratulate them for being uh, awarded the good fellow of the year Uh, President, I'm not going to talk too much about him, because you can't convince people who think there's no cognitive problem, uh, and the people who know there are cognitive problems and see them every time he does anything, uh, they're tired of talking about it probably too, but I'll say only this. So people are celebrating that he gave a quote-unquote good speech last night. I'll say for him, it wasn't bad if he could have held his eyes open, but look, I look like my eyes are closed a lot too, but... Be that as it may, um, if you will, rather than me tell you, because you won't accept it, but if you'll go online and find the president speaking to the press on Air Force One coming back from Israel, coming back from the Middle East, find the video of the president ad-libbing and talking with the press on Air Force One. Just find it. Pay attention, listen, and see if you notice anything unusual or odd in what he says and how he says it. That's it. I'm not going to go through it. You won't believe me. If you don't want to believe it, that's okay. Fine. No big deal. All right, uh, Mr. Rieger, I'm sorry. If you think the NCAA is smart, they're not smart. They gave us NIL or ILN or uh, name-likeness, uh, NLI, whatever the hell it is. It's now it's now infected high school players. That's correct. Talk about huge mistakes. It's bad enough that it's college, but now it's high school players as well. well you it, knew it was going to happen. Mark my word, down the road, this will be such a regrettable action. But that's not what I wanted to talk about. What I wanted to talk about was the NCAA obvious bias against Michigan and Jim Harbaugh. There is no good reason for them to announce yet more charges against Michigan. This time, Wolverines accused of sign stealing, screams the headline. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, this so is, to do uh, it I, I two or three you. days before a major state championship, in a sense, a major rivalry, is so obvious that the NCAA should be ashamed of themselves and maybe just disbanded. This could have happened after the game. Could have happened when Michigan was on their bye week, which I think, I'm not sure, is it, this coming week after this game? Yes. So so why do you announce it?
1: Two or three days before a very big game because you want to cause trouble. Well, Michigan Michigan said they haven't received anything official from the NCAA. No, they just get it. They
0: leak it to the press, and the press puts it out. Yahoo Sports or somebody. It was leaked to them. Yahoo Sports, nor any other sports organization, has the ability to break in to the NCAA and steal information that they didn't want them to have. Uh, so the, 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 shame on the NCAA. I don't know anyone there. I'd name names. I don't know The whole thing care. is uh,
1: the whole thing's very weird. Anyway, the the, 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 the whole rule, the, and, the, and there is no rule about sign stealing. Correct. It's only it's if about they sending. It's about it sending electronically. People, <laughs> right. It's about sending people <laughs> to games, and and the, and uh, you know, scouting. It's, it's 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 a rule like Desmond Howard said this morning on television. He did not even know this rule existed. No, none of us
0: did, and, and and for good reason. But now I go into the sports section of my beloved Detroit News. And what exactly does Wojo mean? I, I know he doesn't write his own headlines. None of us do. But it's all signs point to more U of M MSU drama. Now, he's not talking about the front page story. He's, he's talking about something else,
1: isn't he? no it's all part of uh it's all part of the whole thing just everything with uh you know what's going on with with both schools there's just a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff from last season tunnel incidents well,
0: the tunnel is first um, time they're together from the tunnel you know first time they're
1: together with legal booze you know, being sold a seven thirty game just a yeah. lot of stuff going on with both with with both schools you know it's just a lot of drama going on with both schools heading into this game and both schools heading on unfortunately in different directions.
0: Yeah. It's it's unquestionably, look, I'm a Michigan fan, Michigan grad saying this, but it's unquestionably better for the state when both of these schools are doing well. I I don't like to see Michigan State doing so poorly and going through all the things they're going through. Uh we're all better off when both schools are doing well. It's just better. But it's not happening right now. But I am not going to say Jamie said this morning Oh, it's going to be, Michigan's going to kill Michigan State. I, please don't say that. Then Jalen Rose, while we were on the dais and I was doing the uh, the Good Fellow of the Year uh, breakfast this morning, Jalen said, oh, it's going to be, Michigan's going to kill him. I go, please don't say that. I'm going to say that. Well, he's Jalen Rose. He's one of the Fab Fives. He can say anything he wants. I'm the superstitious guy standing in the background saying, don't say that.
1: I think it' around be, too
0: long. I've remembered many
1: times the
0: spoiler situation it, It's
1: probably going to be closer than twenty three and a half, which I think is what the the last line that I saw It could have changed a, a little bit by now, but uh I still think Michigan probably probably should win by double digits. I would say i never never make a
0: guess. I just hope that Michigan wins. that's all, and i i that's just the way it is and I root for Michigan State for every game but this one because that's my school. But anyway, um, didn't know this. Alcohol sales set for U of M games, but not at the big house yet. Apparently not. Which I thought fascinating because they are selling alcohol tomorrow night at Michigan State, correct? Correct. I am. I decided I am going to go. I wasn't going to I, I, I go. I want to go. I want to keep the string going. And it's good to run into all kinds of. Good people. The mayor's going to be there. He's a fine Michigan fan. Uh, Former Governor Engler is usually there with lovely wife Michelle. They're big, big Michigan State fans. Even though one of the triplets went to Michigan, I believe Governor Engler refuses to accept that fact. It was a long time ago, too. I mean, she went. She graduated. (laughs) I once saw Michelle with proud mom of a U of M student, and I looked at John. He, He had no such shirt on. At that moment. So anyway, um, what else here? Oh, here's big news, and the and the mayor was happy about this this morning when we saw him. University of Michigan Board of Regents voted uh, yesterday, last night, I think, to approve starting construction on a $250 million research and education center in Detroit. U.M. University of Michigan uh, announced its commitment in March to the U of M Center for Innovation which will be funded with one hundred million dollars from real estate billionaire Stephen Ross, and and by the way, a hundred million in tax dollars uh, through the state of Michigan, fifty million from uh, donors. But Stephen Ross, I, I used to live here or was born here or whatever, so he's got that Michigan Michigander thing going. And of course, the Ross School of Business uh, up there in Ann Arbor, he'd make a really good Good Fellow of the Year. I'm just saying. I am just. Saying. All right, it's Friday, and I am so glad that it is heading into a beautiful weekend, regardless of the weather. We got lots going on, too much in the world with Israel, Ukraine, Iran, Russia, China. But we're going to get through it all, I certainly hope, as we continue on WJR. Well, the Republicans continue to embarrass themselves in their House Speaker vote. Uh gluttons for punishment. Uh, what else can you say? Um, what else? Uh, meanwhile, it's busy over there at the White House, and Jared Halpern, uh, Fox News correspondent, WJR contributor, assigned to the the White House over there. And uh, uh, we understand, Jared, that if you get the call or something's going on, you have to leave us. We fully understand. But what's what's going on there that could pull you away right now?
2: So I'm actually, it's not breaking or a national security thing. I'm what's called the White House pool reporter today. So it rotates. So I I, when the president meets with um, leaders and they bring the press in, the entire press corps doesn't come in. There's a small number of reporters that go in and it's a rotation. And he is meeting uh, this hour with um, two leaders from the European Commission, the European Union, Uh, significant, obviously, given what we heard from President Biden last night and given what we've seen today now with this major uh, foreign aid security package that's being presented to Congress, $104 uh, billion, dollars, uh, $60 billion of that uh, to help uh, st- keep the stockpiles going for, for Ukraine. Obviously, now money in there for Israel. Um, there's money in there for uh, the border. There is uh, some humanitarian assistance in there as well. Um, all of this, the president says, vital to U.S. national security. Uh, arguing uh, in that Oval Office address yesterday that the world is safer when the U.S. leads and that when there are U.S.-led alliances, it is far less likely that U.S. troops will be put in the harm's way. And so so much of this is centered on trying to uh, not just uh, give Israel and Ukraine what they need to succeed, uh, but also to prevent uh, other would-be adversaries from thinking about expanding Some of these conflicts. And so that was the argument you heard from President Biden uh, last night is he tries to really rally not just support from lawmakers, but I think the American public on why that why it is that he feels that that so much um, U.S. money needs to be contributed to these conflicts overseas.
0: Yeah, he's he's right. People are starting to question it. We got plenty of problems over here, frankly, and uh, they need to be dealt with and they have not been. Uh, for quite some time now. But meanwhile, you know, I'm looking at these uh, planes dropping off equipment uh, all around the world to mm-hmm. our friends, and, I, and they look like absolutely brand spanking new vehicles and things like that. Why don't we use those and give our old ones to other people that need stuff? I'm just well, no, asking. Those oh, no, one, Oh, oh ones. no, no. The, the, ones I were, the ones I was looking at, they had the stickers on them. They were brand new, unused. Well,
2: a lot of it kind of depends on where we are in the stockpiles, right? The, for w- one reason that the United States doesn't always give maybe what you would consider our old stuff is because a lot of the stuff that the U.S. military uses has proprietary information, pr- proprietary technology, and so sometimes that's not given to third parties, so they may have a model that's maybe less equipped or less, Classified, um, but the other thing that the president talked about, and, and you saw it as well in the letter that was submitted to uh, the Congress today from uh, the OMB director and, and the uh, National Security Advisor, is that these uh, funds, this 100-plus billion dollars, is contributing to uh, a defense industry that is providing jobs. That these are American-made uh, technologies, these are American-made armaments, American-made military equipment. Uh, so that's part of it too, right? I mean, uh, in in some ways, this is kind of a, an economic bill, I suppose. That's not the way it's, it's certainly being sold. But the president made a point of talking about that last it's night, kind right? Kind of like it, it, these, it's are kind American of... Made, these are American-made, these um, uh, are American-made, American-made uh, equipment and uh, supplies that are being uh, delivered to places like Israel and to Ukraine
0: that we're paying for. It's kind of like the orange barrels of Michigan to us. That means we've got people working. And so we wonder if they'll ever really fix the roads, the doggone roads, uh, because they're really important jobs. Anyway, OK, so that was a good explanation, Jared. I appreciate that. Meanwhile, people are talking about some of the things the president talked about on Air Force One on his way back from the Mideast. What What's the scuttlebutt behind the scenes? What are people talking about?
2: Well, I mean, I guess it, it depends kind of who's doing the talking. I, I think from the perspective of the administration, certainly, and actually, a, a lot of Republicans too, they were um, glad to see the president make that type of trip. Right? It is very unusual for a president to make a trip to. He pointed a out of he's. War.
0: He pointed out he was told he was the first one.
2: He had uh, a couple of firsts in his speech States. last night. Uh, yeah, the first to go to a war zone where the United States does not have control of, of the area. Obviously, right. the presidents gone to places like Iraq and Afghanistan. Right. Um, you know, So that I think that was the, the sort of qualifier. At any rate, it is significant, right, for a president to do that. It is a high-security, logistically challenging endeavor. Uh, he was able to do that. He was able to, to make that trip in I think what amounted to a 29-and-a-half-hour day yeah. <laughs> when you total it all together, um, able to fly back um, and did do a little bit of an interaction with the press. That was based primarily on trying to cobble together – the second part of that Israel trip in Jordan that fell apart. He was supposed to meet with the king of Jordan, the Egyptian president, the president of the Palestinian Authority that fell apart after the explosion of the hospital in Gaza. That meeting was intended to try and create a mechanism to get humanitarian aid into Gaza. Uh, the president said through phone calls uh, during the flight, he was able to to get that agreement and, and Egypt has agreed to allow some of these humanitarian convoys um, into Gaza through its territory. Now, I, I think the president's been pretty clear that this may not work, right? He's been pretty adamant that if Hamas, uh, which controls much of Gaza, really all of Gaza, uh, interferes, steals the aid, diverts the aid, that practically it's going to cut it off and, and it will be a sign that, and he, as he said, that Hamas does not care about the well-being of the Palestinian people. But it is certainly a sense uh, that the administration wants to show that it is engaged in the region beyond just supplying Israelis with military equipment, but trying to to play a role in uh, providing an alternative in many ways to Hamas. And another way for this humanitarian, this medical equipment, food, water uh, to get in, electricity, fuel to uh, to get into Gaza.
0: Well, you're a busy guy, and uh, it's kind of an honor to be chosen as the, the pool because all these other media outlets have to depend on you, and uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah,
2: I mean, listen, it, it rotates. Um, it'll be somebody else tomorrow. <laughs> sometimes it's fun because um, you get to go into the Oval Office and and do things like that, and sometimes um, you find yourself uh, kind of sitting in a van um, while the president does more closed-door events. So it's it, it's hit or miss but i'll certainly it's always exciting to get to do it today um obviously a lot going on a lot of questions for the president we'll try our best to see if he answers any of them so uh watch out for those reports
0: well you you make us proud i can imagine how proud your family is as well jared halpern thank you thank you Fox fox news correspondent wjr contributor with some extra duties today and i thank you for sharing them with us as we continue in focus on wjr and if you can't be with us from noon to two, you can be with us on thegreatvoice dot com and get our podcast. The whole show. thegreatvoice.com. dot com If you suffer from severe chronic neck, back, sciatic, or even knee pain, I got an event that is just all well, it's got your name on it, really. It 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 really could be an opportunity to change what has been the bad luck of a severe, chronic neck, back, sciatic, or even knee pain? It's coming up this Wednesday, October twenty-fifth, eleven a.m. at the fabulous Capitol Grill in Troy, right there at the uh, at the inside the mall. There's Somerset Collection. We're going to have another exclusive WJR in the boardroom learning event, and our very special guest will be Dr. Sal Kogan the owner of the Disk Institute, and he happens to be our very special guest right now. Doctor, good afternoon. Nice to catch up with you. I'm looking forward to having lunch with you Wednesday and helping a lot of people. Hey, Paul. How are you? I am excellent, and let me thank you on the air the way I've thanked you in person. Thank you, thank you, thank you for helping my Kim with a problem that she's had since well before I knew her, and it's affected now. Uh, uh, She has range of motion with her neck and uh, has lost so much of the pain that she thought she was going to have to live with. It's been nothing short of miraculous, Dr. Kogan, and I thank you, thank you, thank you.
3: My pleasure, Paul. She's been a pleasure to work with. What a nice lady.
0: She is a very, very nice lady, and I saw your nice team there, very good people. And then I saw, too, your... your, uh, Patients, part of the family there that are coming in and getting relief. Tell us, uh, for folks that haven't signed up yet that want to join us this Wednesday by uh, reserving their seat at 586-416-3472, 586-416-3472. You do have to get pre-qualified. Space is limited. But talk about what they're going to learn about in this your proven, trademarked, non-invasive treatment backed by independent medical research.
3: You know, Paul, first and I guess foremost, I just want to say that there's hope. You know, every day um, we see people get their lives back that we're told that they need back, neck, or knee replacement surgery. Um, and we, we see them get their lives back and live pain-free lives. And, um, you know, they thought that they either had to live with the pain or needed surgery. So that's... One of the most important things we're going to talk about, we're also going to talk about the difference between managing symptoms and fixing the problem. And this is really the key, because what most people don't know that have disc problems is they really have two problems. One, their pain, and two, the bad disc that's causing it. So without treating the actual disc, the problem typically comes back. So we're going to talk about that for both back and knees and neuropathy so if someone has one of those problems they really need to be there and then uh, lastly um, i think we're really going to focus on how important technology is and we're going to talk about our non-invasive no drugs no shots no surgery way to actually fix problems and to be treated like a professional athlete
0: this is a free event and lunch will be served a delicious lunch served afterwards but you have to pre-qualify. It's this Wednesday, October twenty-fifth, at eleven a.m. is when we'll begin. Then I will start my radio show and do it from there, from noon to two. And this is a very special in the boardroom with me and Dr. Sol Kogan. Uh, you folks, if you've listened to me at all, you've heard me talking about the great relief that my my Kim has gotten uh, finally. It and it's uh, if you want that similar kind of relief, this is a Great learning session for you. We just re- recently realized Hewell Perkins uh, has been helped. Dr. Joe Gannon has been helped. Other people that you know and I, I hope respect. Um, it's a it's a very well-proven opportunity for you to finally lose the pain and the suffering.
3: You bet. That's what we're doing, man. We're, we want to teach people that there is an alternative a pain-free, non-invasive way backed by research to actually fix the problem. And every day we see people that have tried everything get their lives back. Go ahead, Paul. No, you uh, go ahead. Uh, I, I want to say that the seating, you know, you said it's very limited. I know we have a handful of spots. So uh, if someone's interested in coming, if they, are, they or a loved one has these problems, I'd really encourage you to call right away. Um, because it is going to fill up
0: 58641634725864163472 which works out to be 586416 disc and i should point out when when dr kogan mentions like being treated like an athlete here's the true story athletes are treated incredibly well we should all have the medical treatments available to us that athletes have uh, and an unlimited budget and great insurance, all those things. But you do have the opportunity to get what some of these local sports teams have gotten because Dr. Saul Cogan has been the Lions doctor or the Tigers doctors over the years. So he's worked with those athletes. So that's that's what the reference was about getting kind of like the service that the athletes get because you know they get top-notch care whenever they have any problems because it behooves the team to get them healed and out of pain so they can continue to play. Well, it's the same for you. Uh, You're not playing for the Lions or the Tigers, oh my. You are playing for your family and for yourself. And you deserve to be playing pain-free. And you should check out every opportunity ever presented to you to do that, save from surgery if you can avoid it, and most people will say that. So here's an opportunity being presented to you to at least check it out. It's just that important, and it's worked for so many people. We have every reason to believe it will work for you.
3: Well, I'll tell you what, Paul. I have a simple philosophy. If I really believe I can help someone, I'll tell them. If not, I'll tell them that too and point them in the right direction. And I think that's so important. We'd rather not have someone as a patient than fail to get results
0: you've always said that you've you in fact you've said even with my kim you said well i'll i'll look at her mri and i'll uh, i'll let you know if i think we can help her or we can't i was like on the edge of my seat waiting and wondering and hoping and thankfully you said i believe we can help her i know we can help her and you have helped her and it's made a world of difference in her life and in my life nobody likes to have pain but most of us also really can't stand it when someone we love dearly has pain and that was the case here and uh, and you have you have fixed that and uh, and we we can't thank you enough and so i can't stress enough that someone listening right now who's basically thrown in the towel who's been told enough times oh you know a lot of people have pain they learn to live with the pain you have to do everything you can To not have to live with the pain so here's a free opportunity for you to come join us see what dr. Saul Kogan and the DISC Institute has to say he'll explain how he does these things there's no mystery he's very upfront about it and then you can make the decision to make the next step to see if in fact he can help you I I, from my own experience and watching my Kim uh, I have More reason to believe he can help you than not. Same with Hewell Perkins, Joe Gannon, and uh, and others that have gotten help, gotten relief, that changes their lives. I don't know what else to say, Doc.
3: You know, I, I guess the only thing I have to say is it's really important to understand everything we do is based on science. We don't make it up as we go. It's not a fly-by-night. It's based by science, and we had a clinical study done in 2015 where our success rate was done, and it was published, Paul. Our success rate showed better than 90%. We were in the mid-'90s. So the vast majority of patients that we accept, and we don't accept everyone, but the vast majority of patients that we accept improve.
0: Ah, Well, you should call now. That's all I can tell you because it is limited, and you do have to prequalify. But you should call now and attend this exclusive learning event at the Capitol Grill this coming Wednesday. To get pre-qualified, reserve your position. Call 586-416-3472. 586-416-3472. If it's easy to remember, 586-416-DISC. Final word, Doc?
3: You know, Paul, always great to talk to you. Like I said, call right away. We have a few seats left. We'd love to see you there. And if we can help you, we'll tell you. If not, we'll tell you that too.
0: Looking forward to being with you, doctor, this coming Wednesday. Thank you, sir.
3: Thanks, Paul. Always a pleasure.
0: Dr. Saul Kogan, Uh, he has changed people's lives as the owner of the Nerve and Disc Institute. Join us Wednesday, Capitol Grill, get pre-qualified, register. 586-416-3472, 586-416-DISC. You don't have to live with the pain as we continue on WJR. Oh, well, it's going to be a great weekend, great uh, action, great uh, football. May the best Michigan team win. A little, if you analyze that, you'll know what I'm saying. Uh, How's the gas prices? Uh, what have you been paying uh, out there, uh, Mr. Rieger?
1: Um, Dead. I've seen the gas prices have been pretty uh, stable, maybe a few cents lower. Danielle,
3: um, in my neck of the woods, I'm at three forty something, and then sometimes I go out to Howell; they're at three eighty, three ninety something.
0: All right. Well, Patrick Dehan, the man, the head of petroleum analysis at Gas Buddy, is here. To talk about what we should look at, I think, as good news, some gas prices are falling, even with oil nearing $90 a barrel. It's been a roller coaster. Patrick, welcome back. Well, thanks for having me. What do you think? I mean, I would have thought that with the cowardly Hamas terrorist activity that we would have had some sky-high prices. They, They blipped, basically
4: you know it's um it 's always dependent on the situation right it 's sometimes hard to be able to know what 's going to happen i guess that's that's job security for me is that not every situation in fact every situation's uh different um and and i'm hearing a lot of of the refrain that you know i 'm surprised that gas hasn 't gone up with what 's happening in the middle east now that 's because right right now at least the tug of war if you were to You know, say gas prices are a tug of war between supply and demand and some of these other issues. Right now, the tug of war is being won by the downward side on gas prices, the fall in gasoline demand. We are in fall. Demand is falling. Just like next spring, demand will be springing forward and prices will go up in the spring. They go down in the fall. It's not because there's an election. Right next year, people are going to say, oh, they're falling in the fall. Well, it happens every year. Because of the change to winter gasoline and the fact that aside from going to East Lansing to watch Michigan take on Michigan State, Americans aren't driving as much in the fall months. And so that's still pushing downward pressure on prices. And again, the switch over to winter gasoline this year was a a nice jump because butane, by the way, is the big difference between winter and summer gasoline. There's more butane in winter gasoline. That butane is generally selling for a dollar a gallon or less. So you kind of like cutting gasoline, if you will. Uh, those cheaper components make it cheaper to fill up, and that's what we've seen. The average price in Detroit now three forty. In fact, I'm looking at my screen here. Now we've got plenty of stations, a couple of dozen of them, below three dollars a gallon in Metro Detroit. Below three dollars. Below three dollars.
0: Is that that E85,
4: or is that some? Is that regular no, gasoline? No, no, no. That's regular gasoline. I mean, a lot of these are cash prices, but I'll give you an example: the Costco in Livonia, two ninety nine a gallon.
0: Ah, Costco, yeah, Costco, okay. There was a period of time where the Costco advantage seemed to disappear, but it sounds like it's back big time right now.
4: Well, you know, there are some other stations, even if you're not a member. Um, I'm seeing a BP in Dearborn, a Shell in Taylor, a Sam's in Southfield, and Amoco in Dearborn as well. Uh, You know, uh, that's why I would say fire up the gas buddy app, because those prices are out there. In fact, a Citgo in Dearborn Heights reported five minutes ago a cash price of two eighty nine a gallon. Wow!
0: And this this is so because here. they have stores and they're making their money on the things they sell in the stores.
4: Well, it it, it depends. I mean, they, that, that's you know that's a good reason why the Costco's always are cheaper, right? Is because they don't necessarily have a convenience store; they have a massive warehouse. They want you to go in and buy you know all sorts of toilet paper. Um, and 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 dog food and, you know, quantity of, of thousands of, of, you know, quantities of... of Paper whatever. towels. <laughs> exactly. The whole yes. kit and caboodle. So to your point, though, convenience stores will try and be competitive, uh, especially if they have a nice C-store attached to it to bring you in there. But a lot of stations just, you know, it, it, it's just a funny game of competition. Some of them are more competitive. Some of them may have paid a lower price than the guy down the street, and they may be more willing to offer you a realistic uh, a lower price because the market moves every day so stations generally fill their tanks every three to five days uh somebody might be holding on to gasoline they bought a week ago for a lower price and some might have just filled up yesterday for more so that can really cause the fluctuation how many uh
0: without i don't know we're not telling secrets i guess spilling secrets but patrick dehan with this head of petroleum analysis gas buddy um, you sometimes get the impression that, that trucks with no markings on them are carrying gas, and they will take that gas to whatever stations need it or will buy it from them. And so you start to say, well, does the brand really matter anymore? Or do the big brand names, the shells, uh, you know, things like that, are they, do they stick to their gasoline for sure?
4: Uh, generally speaking, yes. They'll have contracts, uh, but some areas they may not have a shell refinery, so to speak. So there still may be shell additives that shell supplies via pipeline or something else. Uh, but by and large, if you're filling up a BP, that, that gasoline probably came from a BP refinery. Or some refineries have offtake agreements that they supply you in this area of the country where they have a refinery and where they don't have a refinery in the other area of the country. They may supply it from another refinery. So there there can be, you know, it's what we call marketing of gasoline can vary. And by the way, do you know that even though that gasoline may not be labeled as such on the tanker trucks, you always know if it's gasoline by looking at the placard on the side, the hazard label, right? The DOT has a label on the side that says flammable, and if it says 1203, it's gasoline.
0: What's di- what would diesel be, Do you know?
4: uh i'm trying to think what the uh hazard number for diesel is right off the top of my head i think it's um it's right around that it might be a number too lower it might be 1202 i'm, I'm trying to remember though diesel's like i mean you often see diesel going to the truck stop uh but uh i'll have to pull that up right. here. A minute yeah, that,
0: it's good to know though It's 1203 and that definitely means gasoline what we've done so far back to the uh Uh, That's something that we thought might affect prices more than it is yet or now. Um, The gas prices are apparently going to be likely continuing to drop toward the end of the year. But the one twist could be if this war uh, expands to include oil-producing nations in the region, then we're going to see it.
4: We're going to feel it. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. And and Iran has obviously been supportive of Hamas. They've they've really Iran has increased their rhetoric calling for an embargo on oil going into Gaza or or Israel. Um, They're just beating the drum, it seems like, Um, you know, so I'm not sure if we the market is is taking the words with a little bit of caution. But you never know if, if, you know, Iran is going to get pulled in, if they're going to just jump in to what's happening in the Middle East. And by the way, the diesel number is 1202. So 1202 ah, diesel, go. <laughs> 1203 gasoline. It was driving you um, crazy, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I knew it, was, it had to be right next door to gasoline uh, because you'll see those two labels on a lot of trucks. But, yeah, if Iran gets pulled into this, that, that changes the game significantly. And, by the way, if we're, if we're two or three weeks from today, if we're in early November – By the time prices bottom out, well, then any smaller deviation in the Middle East could start to drive prices. But like I said, the tug of war right now is being won still by the fundamentals, pushing prices lower. But the tug of war could go the other way in the next few weeks.
0: Well, we'll keep an eye on it, and our wallets will keep an eye on it. And we always appreciate your help. Patrick DeHaan, head of petroleum analysis at GasBuddy. Thank you, Patrick.
4: Thanks for having me again.
0: Oh, it's always our pleasure. We love having you on board. Uh, Speaking of other fuels, a bottle of what Sotheby's is calling the most sought-after scotch whiskey is set to go for auction next month with an estimated price of $1.4 million for a 96-year-old bottle of Macallan. That's a lot. Well, our next guest has been a, certainly an active member of the Detroit Auto Dealers Association, serving as president, vice president, secretary, treasurer, named chair of this past uh, North American International Detroit Auto Show. And, uh, boy, it just seems to be a good year for our guest, Thad Zott. Thad, of course, among other things, uh, Vice President of Zot M59 Chrysler Dodge Ram. Uh, And the biggest news, his latest accolade is that he has been nominated for the 2024 Time Dealer of the Year Award. Uh, One of a select group of dealer nominees from across the country who will be honored at the 107th Annual National Automobile Dealers Association, the NADA show in Las Vegas on February 3rd of 24. And the Time Dealer of the Year Award is one of the automobile industry's most prestigious and highly coveted honors. The award recognizes the nation's most successful auto dealers, who also demonstrate a longstanding commitment to community service. Thad Zott will represent the Detroit Auto Dealers Association in the national competition. Uh, He was nominated by Rod Elberts. Uh, the head of the DADA and uh, producer of the North American International Detroit Auto Show Thad this is like this has been a good year for you Thad
5: uh it's been a busy one for sure Paul the pleasure pleasure being on with you and man what what an introduction you make me sound like I'm some some important guy but really I'm just a car guy
3: here
0: well it, it turns out that you're you're some important car guy uh and time uh, choosing you to be in that uh, that running for dealer of the year it's truly one of the industry's most prestigious and highly coveted honors, and and it recognizes you not just as a great car guy, but a great community guy, and I think I think that's always been important to you, Thad, and to your family.
5: It has been very important to us, and uh, you know, this has my name on the award, but truthfully, Paul, this is a family business, and I think, you know, this is really more of a team award for our family and our Zot Auto team and uh, everybody that's bought into our philosophy and our culture and our energy and what we do in the community, and uh, certainly I haven't done it myself, but it is truly an honor representing uh, kind of the Michigan uh, dealer for this award, and uh, we're really looking forward to uh, celebrating in Las Vegas.
0: Well, I'm 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 very happy for you and excited for you, and uh, we've watched you do a lot of different things in the community. We've watched you do your job uh, just recently, uh, wrapping up the uh, the the auto show. Can you give us a, a another little? Maybe wrap up, if you will, on how the show went,
5: yeah, certainly, I mean we uh, we're certainly evolving in the new age of auto shows, and we took another grand big step, I think, into where we need to take the show in, into the future, and the uh, in particular, the activations have been very, very successful. I think the consumers and showgoers that went to the show really got a thrill from some of the things we had set up at the show from the uh, Camp Jeep to Ford Bronco Mountain, and, and certainly uh, the EV track was wildly successful. I think we had like 50,000 showgoers uh, wow. on that just one track. So, uh-huh. yeah, very successful with that aspect, and we're looking forward to growing that aspect of the show in the future.
0: Yeah, I think that is the future of the shows. I think that's uh, certainly that has proven to be the case. At a time when a lot of shows don't survive, uh, we've been very fortunate, and there's been a lot of hard work from you and Rod Elberts and everybody in the DADA to make sure that we could keep uh, the North American International Auto Show in Detroit, and uh, and it, I think it's extremely important. It's a very it's a very tough time to be in the auto industry. Uh, how are you holding up along with the strike?
5: Well, you know, I've been in this business for you know thirty five plus years, so we've certainly seen our highs and lows and uh, challenges and. You know, as car dealers, we're kind of bred to, you know, find a way to get it done, right? You got there's no excuses allowed. So we always do find a way. Certainly, right now, it's a little more challenging in the marketplace. Uh, but, you know, we luckily, as a dealer, we're, you know, we have multiple businesses within a rooftop. They're not just selling new cars. Uh, we sell used cars. We have obviously a service department, a parts department, a finance department. Uh, we have uh, three collision shops. So you know, we we certainly uh, lean on those other areas when we have issues with the new car inventory levels or what's going on with the marketplace. But, uh, yeah, it's not easy for anybody right now. And, you know, certainly uh, Detroit is kind of the center of the automotive world. And I think we're all kind of feeling the pressure right now, whether you're in the supplier world or you're manu- in the manufacturing world uh, or you're a dealer like us. Uh, everybody's got their their challenges right now. We just got to, you know, keep continuing to find solutions and uh, just hope that these guys uh, find a solution and a resolution to the strike ASAP because it's really in everybody's best interest, especially here in uh, in Detroit.
0: Absolutely, uh, we. Uh, this isn't helping anybody in the end. The longer it goes, the rougher it's going to be. And and for the people who are holding out for certain advances in their contract, it's going to be hard to make it up if they're out long enough because they're living on five hundred bucks. Uh, a week instead of two thousand dollars a week. It's like trying to decide when you should sign up for Social Security, but that's that's another story. Um, <laughs> you sold your first car when you were seventeen. What was it?
5: It was an Eagle Summit. Uh, it was on the showroom floor. It was uh, it was teal with like a we had a we had a custom pink pinstripe put on it. And uh, <laughs> I was seventeen. I was filling out the, the credit application from the gentleman. And I asked him what his occupation was, and he said he was a a grave pounder. And I looked at him kind of funny. He goes, yeah, the guy that rolls the trucks over the graves and smashes them down. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what am I getting into?
0: Oh, man. (laughs) I never even heard of that job.
5: I know. That was my first car sale. Yeah, I always remember that
0: one. You will never forget that. Yeah, no doubt. All right, so uh, we're coming into a rather important weekend for a Michigan State grad. Thad? Yes.
5: Yeah, I got my Sparty gear on right now. You know, uh, I, I bleed green, green and white, and certainly uh, I've been taking a lot of abuse from my fellow Wolverines that are feeling very confident uh, over the last week or so. But I will be in East Lansing uh, supporting my team. We've been uh, obviously through ups and downs, kind of like the car business. Got to take the good with the bad, and uh, I'll be I'll be cheering my Sparties on for sure tomorrow.
0: Well, uh, I'll be up there with you cheering on the maize and blue because that was my school. But I am not so supremely confident like so many uh, of my fellow Michigan uh, uh, supporters are. I never get that confident because I've I've lived with this game for many, many, many years. And inevitably, if it's Michigan State, Ohio State, or Michigan, we've all had the... Uh, the opportunity to spoil dreams for other teams, even when no one expected it, like somebody is like rolling toward a national championship or something, and something happens unexpectedly. So, I never take it for granted. Good for you. Well, I'm
5: hopeful that happens again
0: tomorrow. But, no, uh... no, you're not. <laughs> you are not. Don't be hopeful for that. I like it when I do like it when both teams are doing well, though. I think that's great for the state of Michigan.
5: Yeah, like I said, I'm a diehard Sparty, and certainly I have a lot of Michigan uh, fans. We have a lot of fun going back and forth. But uh, when it comes to game day, uh, I believe green and white ball.
0: Okay, I don't blame you. I would never hold that against you, and I would hope you would never <laughs> hold against me. My maize really and blue not. blood. And uh, maybe we that's
5: what make it fun in the state. For may sure, We can <laughs> make it fun in the state. <laughs> we can we all not... get together on Sundays, and uh, we right. can get back. You know, we can get along again. Because and of the
0: root and of the root Lions. for the Lions, which has been pretty pretty good this year. So. Oh, it's been great. May there be no green and white or maize and blue blood spilled over this game. Amen. (laughs) Amen to that. Hey, congratulations on the Time Dealer of the Year. That's a very big deal uh, uh, nomination for you. Uh, You're in a small group uh, out of uh, 16,000 dealers nationwide. So uh, I just wanted to get you on the air and, uh, and congratulate you publicly for that, Thad.
5: Well, I appreciate you, Paul. Your station has always been a big supporter of us car dealers and certainly a huge supporter and champion, if you will, of the, of the De- Detroit Auto Show. So thanks for all that you have done for us as dealers and uh, specifically for our show. And And uh, we're very, very blessed that we have you in our community.
0: Well, we're happy to be here and be a part of the family. Thad Zott, chairman of this year's North American International Auto Show, Detroit, and vice president of Zott M59 Chrysler Dodge Ram, nominated for the 2024 Time Dealer of the Year Award. It is a big deal. And so we wanted you to know about it as we continue. In a moment, we get to the Wiggly's corned beef and the movies for the weekend. Stay with us. Now, Movie Show Plus presents This Weekend at the Movies with Greg Russell.
6: Sponsored in part by Wigley's Famous Eastern Market Corned Beef. Now, with the best viewing in the stream and on the screen, here
0: are Paul W. Smith and Greg Russell.
1: And Dave Rieger.
0: Don't forget, Wiggly's Corned Beef is available for carry-out or sit-down dining at Frank's Deli and Grill. Frank's Deli and Grill, 3405 Russell Street, in Detroit's Eastern Market. Stop in this weekend for the best corned beef around. Happy Friday, Greg.
6: Happy Friday to you, too, Paul W. Glad to be here
0: with you. Well, it's always nice to have you with us for Movie Show Plus. How are things in the movie business for you?
6: Well, pretty good. I mean, we got a biggie that's out this weekend. Uh, the new Martin Scorsese movie called Killers of the Flower Moon. And this is a giant movie. got his buddy uh, Robert De Niro in it. And, uh, of course, Leonardo DiCaprio's in it. And what it deals with is it's based off of a true story. Um, how there was a Native American tribe that lived out in Oklahoma where they were given this land that was their land. They're going to have it, own it. I mean, and that's it. Nobody can take it away. Next thing you know, they realize that it is oil rich. So now the people are like, okay, we got to figure out some way, you know, to get the land. <laughs> right. <laughs> so they they wind up marrying, and next thing you know, people are you know dying and all like this. It's A bizarre. Wait a minute, wait a minute.
0: They're marrying people to get the land. Yeah. uh, And then you're uh, telling me that they marry the people to get the land, and they're not really in love. They want the land, and they actually kill off some of the people? Yeah, you know, it's like, here, honey, taste this tea. This tastes funny. No, 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 that's the new sugar. Go ahead, go ahead. (laughs) Jeez. Okay, I, I'm telling you, I have seen a lot of write-ups about it, and mm-hmm. all of the write-ups of Killers of the Flower Moon have given it every thumb they've got up. Thumbs oh, yeah. up, stars, uh, everything. Do you feel the same? I, I
6: do, because to be honest, this movie is three and a half hours long. But it when I say it moves, it's because every scene you have to watch because it's all pivotal to the story. So it does move along. It's not like, I'm watching a a three-hour-and-a-half movie. It's like, okay, I want to hear what's coming up next. On this, very well acted. And one thing, uh, were were you a fan of Goodfellas, the movie? Sure. There is a tip of the hat to that movie in one scene with with De Niro. Uh, I won't say what it is, but guarantee, when you watch it, you're going to go, I remember that from Goodfellas. So, uh, you know, it's kind of like, you know, paying back for
0: the other one. Yeah. Well, it's rocking with the, the lineup of actors, and uh, I'm so glad that one of these films that's got all these big names actually is working in a very big way. And also, I read the same thing, three and a half hours, and and you don't sit there going, oh, man, how long is this movie going to last? Apparently, you're on the edge of your seat for all three and a half hours. Every minute is used properly.
6: That it is. That it is. Because you're absolutely right, because you keep thinking... Well, maybe if they're riding through the, uh, you know, uh, desert or whatever, I can get out, stretch my legs, go to the restroom or whatever. No, you're sitting there going, I don't want to leave because I know I'll miss something.
0: And I don't want to miss anything because
6: every part is just so big, you know, in
0: the film. Let's listen to Killers of the Flower Moon.
1: The Osage took their name from Missouri and Osage Rivers. New Kanska children of the middle waters move said the great white father there are many so many hungry wolves
0: can you find the wolves in this picture I got to tell you something. Um, mm-hmm. That trailer—if I hadn't read so many things and heard so much about it—that trailer would not have moved me to want to see the film.
6: Right, right. But Jeff, yeah, once you get into it, you will be there.
0: Yeah, that's just bizarre to me. I—I I, I guess I was expecting to be uh, have my socks blown off with the with the trailer. Uh
6: huh. Well anyway. So probably, the trailer should have been probably about a half hour just to go along with the length of the movie.
1: <laughs> yeah. Rieger, have you seen any of this? I have not seen the movie um yet, but anything that is directed by Martin Scorsese that has De Niro, that has DiCaprio, uh I'm I'm gonna go and see it, it for it, sure. It, it looks like they can't
0: lose, and and sometimes they have, but this time they haven't because everyone says nothing but good things about the film. Right. So, you if, you know, just, if you just tuned in during the uh, the trailer, don't it discounted. It's it's a little it, – it just doesn't – maybe it's not connected properly or something. I don't know. Maybe because it's a three-and-a-half-hour movie, you can't do a, a quick trailer and get
1: the flavor across. I agree with Greg. It should have been a longer trailer.
0: <laughs> well, right. but no one would play it if it were longer. <laughs> 45 minutes for the trailer. <laughs> I'll be right back, folks. Here's the trailer. See you tomorrow. <laughs> All right, so let's. Uh, we know that one's worth seeing, Killers of the Flower yeah. Moon. Uh, movie on Netflix, not a big uh, investment here, but uh, are we going to like old dads? It, this is basically, it's a guy's movie. You know how there's that one term they
6: always use, you know, calling, quote, chick flicks? Yeah. So this is a guy flick. Uh, it's about these three guys who have been friends for the longest. They're all in their mid, late 40s, maybe even early 50s, and they became fathers late in life. And it's just about them having to deal with having kids who are five, six, seven years old going to school with uh, people who are in their 20s and how they just don't see eye to eye with each other. So it's almost like a generational gap amongst the parents.
0: Interesting. I should pay attention to this. I didn't become a father till the day after I turned 50. Wow. All right. Yeah, so you th- probably won't could- get that. this. This could, be, this could be a movie for me. Old Dads. <laughs> Well, that's fascinating. Let's listen to old dads. There we go. I always wanted to be a dad. It just took 46 years for it to happen. Just rub some dirt on him. You might want to put a little Neosporin on it. I think it get infected. Oh, yeah?
2: Are you a doctor?
0: Are you just like one of those WebMD guys? All right, you two lock it down. We got to impress
5: this dude. Change happens faster than when you were young. This company is now a gender-neutral, carbon-neutral, 21st century lifestyle brand. I don't know what any of
3: that means. You have no idea how awesome I was at your age. Julio Iglesias came up to me in an airport, dead certain I was his son Enrique. The kind of vibe I was putting out, bro. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I was ridiculous.
0: Yeah, that's pretty funny. That's pretty good. I, I can
6: tell you're, you're gonna. I heard you laughing all during the trailer, so that's great.
0: Yeah. Well, that whole gender-neutral pronoun, whatever the hell. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> they, they lost me on that a long time ago. So. Um, <laughs> I just say, people be whatever you want to be, okay? Amen. But, uh, you know. So right. what are we? What are we thinking about old dads? Are there any names of people we know in this thing? Um, main guy is Bill Burr, who stars in it, wrote it,
6: directed it. I think even did the craft services for it. You know, he did the whole thing. And I, <laughs> even though I can't find anything to say it, but I'm wondering if this is like, you know, his life in real life, or he just came up with the idea. Uh, also, Bobby Cannavale, who you'd know if you saw him. And Bokeem Woodbiner in it. And those are kind of like the main big names right there.
0: Old Dad's but, looks like it could be a lot of fun for at least some of us. So we're going to give right. that a Wiggly sandwich with uh, with pickles or no?
6: Yeah, yeah, we'll give it uh, about two, two Wiggly sandwiches and some extra pickles and some onion potato chips. Because oh. that's what I
0: thought guys would do. Eat those and they're There you go. Greg Russell, Movie <laughs> Show Plus. Dave Rieger, thank you both very, very much. Thank you. Uh, that's it. We're out of time. The team, the team, the team. Dave Rieger, Danielle Mason, Brian Morton, Rich Leszczynski, Mike Kim, Kim Smith, always helpful. And, of course, you, the best and brightest audience in all of radio. Stand by for Jr. Afternoon, the one and only Chris Renwick. Go green. Go blue. Just have fun and be careful. Regards, Paul W. Smith.